Today's Pottercast is brought to you by Borders. Haven't read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows yet? Don't worry, Borders is here to help. Pick up your copy of this summer's smash hit soon. You won't be able to hide from the spoilers forever. You can count on Borders to have it in stock and have it ready to take home tonight, along with the audiobook version. Even if you've read the book, the Harry Potter fun doesn't have to end yet. Visit BordersMedia.com or click on the Borders banner at the top of the Pottercast page to find out more. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. Your number one source for theories, news and discussion. And interviews from the books and the films like me, Rupert Grint. I play Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter films. And now your host, Melissa, John and Sue. Welcome, guys, to the first of many post-Deathly Hallows Pottercasts. Just a warning, if you haven't finished reading Deathly Hallows, you should probably stop this podcast. It will be full of spoilers. Fair warning. See you soon. Wait, this is mine. This one's Sue's. Oh, sorry. I can't mess up the books. One can I hold? Uh, that's Edwards, but you can. Oh, Edward. Yeah. Sure. Steph or Edwards. You can't, even though they're the exact same book, you cannot make a mistake. No. I'm switching books up. So, welcome. Our first ever live podcast after the last Harry Potter. Oh my gosh. You guys are all done. So we can yeah. talk freely, right? Yeah. yeah. First of about how many more podcasts? <laughs> a lot. I think we're quitting after like 150, right? Stop. No. No? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so, favorite book? <laughs> no? Yes? Yes. yes? Okay, how about we do this? Whose favorite book is now book seven? Make some noise. Noise, because it's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who did not like it? <laughs> One girl in the back. Yeah. Who is just not your favorite? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's my yeah. favorite. It's John's favorite because he got about 12 things right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I did pretty good, I gotta say. That's awesome. No, we're not going to dig into that already, are we? Well, I don't know. <laughs> this is, we're a little bit out of it. We have to, you have to excuse us yeah. a bit, we're, as you guys can probably everybody's out of it. imagine. We're like, oh my God, we just read Harry Potter. There's so you much know? to process. It's so hard. I mean, it was so emotional. I can't get over the emotion of this book. I mean, not just what we brought into it waiting all this time, but what was in the book. It was just... Well, Sue was the first to finish of our three here. Yeah. Sue finished like maybe five hours like 10 hours before I did or something. Yeah. yeah. I was the last, one of the last in the whole house. And it was hard not to go around squeeing a lot, too. It was yeah. really hard. Yeah, but, you know, Sue can't hide it. She comes into the bed. Like, we're, me and, and two of my best friends were, were in the bedroom and we're reading. And Sue comes in, but, and there's tears coming down her face, but she's like... <laughs> you know, just beaming. Like she can't help it. It's just present in her face, the smile. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be okay, yeah. I think, yeah. from your reaction. Yeah. Whose predictions were right on target here? Make noise. <laughs> Who was totally blindsided, gobsmacked by everything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's psyched about it, too. Which, the, which part surprised you the most? That Draco, Draco lived. lived a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, that was my big prediction that I got wrong. Yeah. Draco dead by chapter 5. He didn't even see him until chapter 12 or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. First it was chapter 2, and then it was 5. Not only that, it was was necessary because the Elder Wand was his. What if you understand the Elder Wand thing? Uh, Silence. (laughs) 
Yeah, it took it took a long time to kind of get. It took a lot of explanation. But I think it's only right that the Deathly Hallows were something that we could not have possibly guessed yes. beforehand. Like, she made up whole lore for that. Just like the Goblet of Fire was not something we could have guessed. The Half-Blood Prince was not something, yeah. you know. It was interesting with the Hallows in that Dumbledore said that that was what he was pursuing. That was his way of trying to pursue this greater power while Voldemort was pursuing Horcruxes. Like, they're kind of opposites, but... Not opposites, but that they're similar and just opposite in... And uh, their, you know, technique and how they go about doing it. But I don't think having the three hollows that doesn't make you immortal like the Horcruxes. No, does, I think it's, it's, it's just this arrogant belief that if you had the three hollows you were the master of really death. Powerful or something. Yeah, and it's all a bunch of junk. As Harry discards it right at the end, he's like, "Well, whatever. Yeah. Who wants? Yeah. Who wants immortality?" Oh. Hmm? But he did that. And then he gave the elder one to run. A bunch of centaur ghosts running around in the Forbidden Forest now. Because one of them's going to pick up the ring and it's going to be like, ooh, it's a resurrection <laughs> ring. And he's going to turn Bring back all the dead centaurs. Yeah, no. That's very Frodo esque of you, very Gollum like. Yeah. You know, I don't well, know. They just leave it in the forest like that. You but know? Yeah. Well, that is very Lord of the Rings like because, you know, the yeah, ring disappears down a whatever, a river, whatever and the heck, Gollum finds for however many years, and Gollum finds it. Huh? Yeah, I should have took it to Well, Mordor. it was ultimately destroyed at the end, but that, you know, the, earth, the first story about the go back, but we're not talking about the fucking But it does, I mean, she sort of, there's no definite end to those things. Ron right. still has the wand, the, he, Ron, Harry still has the invisibility cloak, and the resurrection stone is lost. So it's sort Wait, of the Ron way... Ron still has the wand? I thought they gave... Harry gave it to Ron. No, I thought Ron was like, oh, I want the wand. Did I get it wrong? No, no, no. No, it's... Whoa, everybody yeah. chill. Oh my gosh. They were going to put it back where Holy it cow. Back in Dumbledore's grave, right? It was the tomb, and Harry said that if he dies a natural death, then the, the Elder Wand spell would be broken. Well, no would, one have it. Would that be with back with Dumbledore, then, right? Yeah. In the tomb? Yeah. Oh, I got Ron it. Ron was like, oh, really? That one would be fun to have? And Harry's oh, like, no. Back where it came from. That would be bad. Fun to have. Yeah, I guess Good. it would be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I totally missed that. Woo! See, but you see, this happens when you read this. It just sort of like yeah. all the details. You get a little, you get a little hazy. That's on part it, of the reason know? why I was kind of slow in this is that there are so many times where I would just stop on a page and just keep reading it until it made sense. There's so, so much stuff in there. You read it the one time, like one the chapter that still baffles me is uh, when they go up to Godric's Hollow. Yeah. And they follow the Nefelda, whatever her name is. Nefelda Bagshot. Who was the snake, apparently. Such a gross yeah, image that she, like, melts away and the snake yeah. is coming out of her. Wasn't that, that was, that really revolted me, I it, have to say. Well, she was dead for months, I guess, and the snake was just assuming her identity or something. But to make it that, just that vivid, I just was... There's a lot of that was just an act of pure evil. I cannot sure. describe well, that in any other way. But and that's, just, you know, but that, that was in particular was very like sci fi. Yes, it, it seemed like a scene from Independence Day or something yeah. with like the, you know, the snake coming yeah. out of the top. Come out of her neck. Come out of her neck, like, you know, it. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Like, a, bleh. like a caterpillar or a cocoon. But then again, I mean, like, book one. Double murder, two-headed, two, two-faced sure. head, you know, sucking blood out of a, a unicorn. Like, this is never going to be anything but... Sure. Yeah, well, there's a lot more vivid detail, though. Like, when they talk about how, you know, his, uh, what is it, uh, George's ear gets cut off. Oh. And all the blood. There's so much blood in this book. <laughs> My gosh. I'm and, like, sorry. Ron getting splinched and oh. having oh. all the... Oh, yeah. that's all, oh, geez. But Fred and George, like... Oh, that, don't mention that. It makes no, me but, so sad. Okay, okay. We're going to talk... Okay, everybody be happy right now because we're not going to get to that part. Yeah. Now. 
We're going to pretend that didn't happen for the time being. Good. Okay. We're we're, we're here. We're over here in the book. How funny were they throughout this entire... Every time you saw them, it was something funnier and funnier. Oli. Ear, ear. Ear, ear. Ear, ear. They just... But you sort of like... Every time she focuses on certain people like that, they end up under her knife. Bummer. Yeah, nice understatement. It's horrible. I wanted to hear about George at the end. What about you guys? And what about Luna? And what about Luna? Didn't Luna go skipping off with holding hands with Dean? Yeah. Is that right? Mm. Seems like that. (laughs) Who else melted when you saw Luna's bedroom? I did. The friends picture with everybody written in gold all over it over and again. Oh. I, I don't know, say, nothing devastated me as much as poor Dobby and Hedwig. Oh, what the hell? You've gone hell? right into the sad things. <laughs> oh. Right into the sad things. I wanted to talk a happy thought. I know, but the will. sad things are just like I'm right sorry, there. but we just, we just figured out in the card today that Hedwig's death is the direct result of Dumbledore. Dumbledore's portrait. Dumbledore sent Hedwig and Mad-Eye to their deaths because he was the one that said, you have to tell them the accurate date of when Harry was going to be leaving. And he did, and the Death Eaters were ready, and Mad-Eye kicks it, and poor Hedwig kicks it. And explodes on top. <laughs> explodes. I mean, that's not even just kill her. Let's ex- make her explode. I mean, with the ramifications of that, here is Mad-Eye Moody, who has been one of his lo- most loyal, most dedicated friends for many, many years. Not just, fr- you know, a member of the Order, but his friend. And I just... Yeah. We have the, very I mean, the Fallen Warrior chapter art is some of the most beautiful chapters. I know you guys can't see it, but art. you see the borrow in the background, and everybody else is just staring up into the sky, waiting for him to, you know, waiting for him to come. Oh, wait, which one is that? The Fallen Warrior. It's when Moody dies. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part about that is that we didn't know Moody died at that point. We only knew that Hedwig died. So we're like, <laughs> Hedwig's a Fallen Warrior, and everybody's like, no! Hedwig! Hedwig! Everybody's moaning. Uh, I gotta say, the way she started the book, you know, I'm always interested in how at the beginning, you always like when you go back and talk about this, how they started each book, or like you remember the first sentence. That first chapter with the teacher totally took me by surprise. I could not get over. Who was worried that that was Dumbledore? The body. The body and the ceiling. I was worried that might have been Dumbledore. I think she would have made, I think if there was going to be desecration of his tomb, which obviously there was, she would point that out. It's not something you gloss over. Oh, by the way, it's Dumbledore, and we went into his tomb. And got him, yeah. you know. So, because yeah. that's that's a that's a supreme holiness breaking into something. That's a, that's a desecration. Yeah, that's, awful. That's, that's really yeah. devilish in, in most. Yeah. But he did desecrate it, right? Because he went in there oh, yeah, right no, to the, 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 the But that's what I'm saying. Like we one. saw it, we would not see. Oh that. right. Okay. Oh, by the way, I went to Dumbledore's tomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot to tell you. <laughs> you know. Oh, by the way. You know. Yeah. I just, you know, the fact that they did that. Just there was no holds barred. None in this book. Nothing. I didn't think that there was... No, it was just war scene after war scene after just... war scene. Everybody, no. um, my, my, my friends David and Kathleen are here, and um, they were, we were reading it. And my friend David, for, for the past three books, has been saying, whenever we get to like a real big battle scene, or, or, or it seems like the stakes are raised, he's like, it's not a game, it's not a game anymore. But this time, he was like, there are no games. How many games are there? None. This is a no-game book. Like every time we... No. Just tell you and right. it's true. Everything was out there on the table, especially when we, 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 we felt that, especially when we saw um, Nurmagard, Nurmagard, wherever um, yeah. Grindelwald was being held. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Just Grindelwald was there. I mean, all these little things that we had just, you know, you thought about and you kind of discarded it as you're going along. There he is. Yeah. Okay. 
We got to talk about this because we just have to. Grindelwald was there. She has said in a chat that Grindel, and I'm sorry, in the interview that I did with her in 2005, she had told us that Grindelwald was dead. Right. Certain other things, there are certain other contradictions. The Fidelius charm. On J.K. Rowling's website, she said that when a secret keeper dies, the secret goes with him. But either she never specified or she directly contradicted, I haven't gone and reread the wording yet, that now we get this lore that when the secret keeper dies, everybody he's told the secret to becomes a secret keeper in yeah. turn. It, I mean, it doesn't, it's not like... I mean, unless the secret keeper never told anybody, well, then right. the secret would die with him. But she didn't say anything like anybody else they told would also be secret keepers. I think that was no, just, but it's, not, it's only anybody else they told and then the original secret keeper dies. Yeah. So they, they weren't secret keepers until Dumbledore died. Yeah. So maybe there's like a loophole there, but it's... Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just tough. And then Hermione Jean Weasley... We yes. all thought her, her middle she name was Jane. No, I didn't read that. I remember reading that. When was that? It was in a chat in 2004, her World Book Day online chat. When she did said. they say her name here? Um, when, it, when she was presented with the stuff from Dumbledore's will. Yeah. Oh. Jean. Jean. But she, she said it was Jane. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. Okay, let's do favorite moments because yes. I want to get happier here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sue? Oh, I just have to... I, I hear you know it's coming. Hufflepuff, baby, and it came through at the end. Rock on with Neville and the Venomous Tentaculus. Neville's not a Hufflepuff. Well, but... but no. But they had... Professor Sprout was leading them. Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, oh, well, like that. Well, like Venomous Tentaculus. I love yeah. that. I just love that they've got this big battle with all the weapons you can imagine and Neville's coming out with plants. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing green things. Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing so everything great. at each other. You had Trelawney's tennis serving <laughs> crystal ball. <laughs> which is so cool. That was great. And McGonagall with the desks. Yeah. But yeah, Charge. Whole... McGonagall. I have more for anyone who wants them. Isn't that great? McGonagall activated the most uh, amazing defense Hogwarts can do. Absolutely. With her. Or was it uh, uh, something locomotive, something. something? But basically, translation, he activated the Knights of Hogwarts. Yes, rock on! The Knights of Armor all come to life. Which, awesome. we have to say. Which we called like three weeks ago. Yes, I think. John did. John, out of nowhere, on a podcast one day said, I think that was be the, cool if yeah. we had a whole talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the LA show, I think it was. Well, we had talked about that, though, before. We were yeah. Talking, yeah. So, yeah. But it was oh, awesome. gosh. What's your that favorite chapter? My favorite? Oh, man. Ah. <sighs> We're still rereading. <laughs> I had to look it's like, sorry, guys, hang on a second. Like... I have to say one other thing. Can I say one other sure. thing? I have two. That the Hufflepuff cup was in... Was in the Gringotts vault. Yes. Finding the Horcrux in the, in the vault. They're trying to oss you it. And yeah. There's like a thousand I mean, cups. My joke had always been they'd all be in there. That would be the joke. Go, but you said it would be like Voldemort's safety, safety deposit, deposit box. box. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> they'd all be right there. Get his key, get the hammer, bang, bang, bang. Horcrux is done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Nothing made me cry. Not Harry dying, not any of it, until Neville walked forward and sliced Nagini's freaking head. That made you cry? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That was it, but that was it for the rest of the book. And Molly, Molly I got it open. Molly! <laughs> this is my favorite moment in all seven books. Not my daughter, you, something we still won't say on this podcast, but you get yeah. the idea. Oh, John, you still don't have your favorite moment. Oh, yeah, come on, John. I'm looking at the chat titles to help remind me here. The, the ghoul, that was weird. That was gross. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, instead of talking about, can, you, can we address your hero? What's I, that? Your hero, your friend. Now, explain to me why, when you get an O in every single one of your nudes, everybody can take advantage of you throughout Including the whole Including Neville's book. grandmother. Including Neville's it's grandmother. Dollish. Dollish was mentioned about five or six times. This was like Dollish's book. And every time Dollish was mentioned, it was somebody cursing him or jinxing him or putting <laughs> him in St. Mongols. Yeah. 
And at the end, it's Neville's grandmother who gets who gets the best of it. I mean, come on. It's not anybody's grandmother. It's Neville Longbottom's grandmother. I Even know. Voldemort wanted Neville Longbottom. Did I you know. see that? You'd make We Need Your Kind, Neville Longbottom, Voldemort saying that to Neville? Mm. Not a chance. Oh, you guys know why I was... I'm still... I, I still don't mind whatever the guy does, because if you've seen Pottercast.com, you'll know that uh, Joe has officially given Dollish a first name, which is now John. John Dollish. She did! Yes! Yay! It's pretty cool. That's so awesome. I gotta say. We have to take everything he says more seriously now, because he's canon. I am canon. I'm the voice of reason, suddenly. He's not going to well, be insufferable he may be canon, but I'm not going to take him seriously. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting for my call from Steve Vanderark. <laughs> or my call with Steve Vanderark. Because awesome. I, I'm, my gut feeling is that he's not going to put it in the lexicon without huge asterisks there saying, this is something John Noe did, so it's probably not accurate. But I assure you, there's no lies here. You still don't, you still don't have a big favorite moment? I love the dragon scene. Yeah. Oh, that's that was awesome. It was less than what I thought it was going to be. And it was really, really, you know, Gryffindor of these kids to go up on the dragon that if it were to tilt the wrong way, they'd be flying down free-falling for thousands of feet in the air. Hermione's crying the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hermione. I love that it. it's not, you know, like, yes, they're, they're still brave and they've grown in many ways, yeah. but she hates flying. Okay, gotta say it. The Ron Hermione kiss. <laughs> Who knows what page it is? Who memorized the page 625. already? 625. 625. <laughs> I'm waiting for the shirts to come out with, you know, Ron, Six, Hermione, 625. Was it as good a moment for you? Was yes. It? Was it? She made us wait to the last hundred pages of the last book yeah. for yeah. that kiss, and it was the house elves. It was Ron saying something about the house elves of all things, and Hermione yeah. goes flying at him. But so, the best ever was Harry. Oi, there's a war going on here. Yeah. <laughs> this is really the time. <laughs> I just can't imagine that that was their first kiss. It was. It, it was. They, they fell asleep, you know, holding hands. They're in a tent together for weeks. <laughs> You know, adult supervision. I mean, come on, you two. Oh, but it was so dramatic. He picked her up. He just, you just, you can see that love. I just thought yeah. that was awesome, man. Oh, it was great. Dude. There's so many great moments. I love Ginny, though. There's plenty of Ginny. No, you got Ginny. Ginny's around to make out a few times. <laughs> she's gone for the whole book. And then she's there. Yeah, one makeout session. We get to see. Yeah, but that was quite a makeout session, I gotta say. Yeah. She even used the phrase, and then she was kissing him as she'd never kissed anything, or something like something like really. I mean, a lot of yeah, people, but... thought, a lot of fans, kind of wanted Jenny to join the little Horcrux hunt, but it really it is a story about the trio, and she yeah. would kind of be a little, little screwed up. But even even at the end, you know, um, it was the trio yeah. walking into Dumbledore's office, you know. When they were all like, no, you can't, what are you doing? Why are you keeping this secret? And he's like, why am I keeping this secret? Yeah, I still had not made up my mind about Dumbledore. Because there was one point when I was reading, and it was before the scene, what's it called, the King's Cross chapter? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I totally changed my mind about Gambin, because if this is who Dumbledore really is, and Gambin's playing him fine... Because I would be darned. That's a good point. Because if you know, when he had the conversation with Snape in the Princess Tale about, you know, Snape's like, so you've been using me this whole time. You know, you didn't need to keep this, you know, kid alive. It wasn't because he was Lily's son. It was just because you needed him to stay alive till this point, and then it doesn't matter what happened to him. And Dumbledore's like, well, does that really surprise you, Snape? You know how many people have died for for, for the cause along the way here. Why does it surprise you? And for him to talk like Harry, like he's just another. Pawn on the board. 
I don't know where with this, you know, Dumbledore loves Harry is coming from after that. But Dumbledore still does love Harry. I mean, he 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 does cry over him quite a few times, and yeah. I, th- you know, it's it's just that it's not this saintly, beneficent white no, there's nothing god like that kind of Dumbledore. thing. And I think she she set us up for. I mean, she warned us. We just refused to believe her. Look at book five. Look at book six. I mean, yeah, she's she got us ready for it a little bit. But this was this was more Dumbledore than I ever expected in this book. You guys yeah. too. Yeah. One thing I found really funny was that after Dumbledore was talking about Harry like a pawn, and then when Harry died, he started talking to him like he was normal and that like he loved him all over again. Yeah, when see, that's what you see him behind his back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna die," and then he's like, "No, you didn't die." Yeah, it's like Dumbledore's a bit of a two-faced. But it well, was like, like been... he, he knew, but in the fourth book, when his eyes twinkled, he knew that Harry was going to be okay. He told him that. He said he wasn't positive, though. He said, you know, he had, it was, he had a pretty good feeling about it. And then he said, you know, what I usually, when I have a, like a feeling like this, I'm usually right. I guess but well. I guess yeah, he guesses well. But, but you know, Dumbledore's arrogance showed it showed in the first book. He said... You know, between you and me, that is saying something. And we all sort of forgive it because it's Dumbledore and he's twinkly or whatever, but that's quite an, it's an arrogant yeah. thing to say, you know? Definitely. No, I was just saying that he, he did know, but it was for the greater good. And he loved Harry, and I think he, he knew that if he showed too much love in front of Harry to Snape, it might kind of put Snape off a little more, Maybe. Because it depends who you're speaking to and where you're saying Yeah, but one of my favorite chapters, though, happens to be The Prince's Tale. I was, I was really sad and touched. Um, I just kept reading that over and over. Oh, were you surprised by it, though? What you I, I was. I, I, I had a feeling that he, he had a crush on Lily, yeah. but I didn't realize right. it was true love. And that they were best friends. And that they were best friends. Mm-hmm. And they were ripped um, apart by war. And then the dough when it came out. Yeah, I I was just bawling, and then of course when Severus died, I bawled. <laughs> it was really so. I mean, like, like like he used Harry to the last second to see Lily's eyes before he died. Yeah. You know, that was like that was intense. <gasps> when he wanted to look into Harry's eyes. Yeah, it's just you know, to see Lily. He didn't care. He's so, like, here oh you, you got your super memory now. Let me look at you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my my feeling on Dumbledore's uh, reaction. To um, or what Dumbledore says, you know, I'm I'm just using him or whatever he says to Snape is you have to consider the audience, kind of like the person just said that he had to say that to Snape. I mean, and that we're seeing this from Snape's point of view, just like we've always said with the books, we're always seeing it from Harry's point of view, and so we have to take everything sort of with a grain of salt. Same thing with the we're seeing it from Snape's point of view, and that Dumbledore is speaking to Snape, and that you have to like consider it and then when he sees Harry he's like oh you know this is great it was wonderful it worked and everything is wonderful and I think that maybe when he put the plan in motion he didn't know Harry he didn't care it was just one other person but then he got to know him and he got to love him and he got to understand him but when he's talking to Snape he has to put all that aside because he knows Snape too so I mean, it, goes, Makes sense. it goes back we were talking about a couple of shows ago about how mercenary it was for Dumbledore to basically set this plan in motion and allow this kid to do all that he did when he was 11 you know, the, the underground vaults in book three. How can you tell a 13-year-old kid, go save some lights by traveling lives, by traveling back in time, but don't let anybody see you, and get out of yeah. the, the, the prison or out of the tallest, you know? When was the line where, I think either maybe either Harry said it or Dumbledore said it, but something about how you know, Dumbledore's always given me an opportunity to, like, develop my strength and to kind of learn how to do things. I 
forget when it was and, and who said it. Anybody remember? In book one. But it was just in this book here. Was it in this book? But yeah. he also says in book in book one, like I think Dumbledore knew the whole time, and I think he was letting me. But know? it was again in this book when he pretty much says like his trials that he's done over over the years. Yeah. You know, was Dumbledore giving him an opportunity to figure it out most most of the times? And mm. I think it might have been the Dumbledore Snape chapter actually. Mm. But I just think that Dumbledore had it. He had no choice, though. I mean, it was—it's the way it had to be. Well, so I know sure. it can be viewed as mercenary, but I mean, you have to have—you have to allow those things, and you have to let him grow. That's the hardest thing—is letting him grow. And so could, he, you know, could somebody who wasn't like that have prepared a hero like Harry right. for this end? You know, and however arrogant and stupid and 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 faulted Dumbledore was, he was still the one trying to get rid of Voldemort. You know, when somebody came to power who was worse than Grindelwald, who who was really trying to just kill and 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 conquer death, he at least Dumbledore was the one fighting it, no matter all his other faults. Yeah. You know. Well, Dum- Dumbledore, in the end of the fifth book, I think he hinted that his plan sort of was not dependent on him loving Harry because he said that his mistake was that he cared too much about Harry. Mm-hmm. So then the then that could mean that the original plan was that he wasn't supposed to care, right. that it was just supposed to go as he described it to Snape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he said he says I was I wasn't supposed God, we're, she said it. She told us. We just didn't pay attention because <laughs> Yeah. That's what we do. I just want to say that I thought it was really funny that in this entire book, Harry did not destroy a single Horcrux. Like, Crab destroyed a Horcrux, but Harry did not physically destroy a single one. Right. Crab destroyed a Horcrux. Yeah. Crab. <laughs> and Voldemort destroyed the Harry. Ron and Hermione, Harry did not destroy a single one. It's still Wait, just the diary. Okay. There's the, the locket which Ron destroyed, the tiara which Crab destroyed, Hermione did Hufflepuff's cup. Neville did the snake. Did Neville, Neville did the snake. snake. Harry did the diary. Ginny did the diary. Or, Harry I'm did sorry, Harry did the diary. I thought you, but, you yeah, said Ginny. But, Harry but, did the diary. Yeah. Voldemort killed Harry the himself, Harry did himself, right? And Harry, but Harry killed him, sacrificed himself. So he, but Voldemort, but Voldemort killed, killed it. it, but it, I think we really. It, so, if yeah, if it came down to a wand, point. Harry would have won the wand in that situation. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Yeah. So, how many times did. How many pieces of Voldemort's soul Eight. was out there? Eight. Eight. Which I, I've never heard somebody say all this time. Yeah. Like the Horcrux thing, we were all sort of in denial, I think. Because <laughs> we knew if Harry was a Horcrux, he had to die. But we weren't counting on him coming oh. back. Yeah, it's almost everybody who said that Harry was going to be a Horcrux said that he'd have to be destroyed. And, every, yeah. and the, the whole theory was, was based in that, you know, Voldemort intended to make a Horcrux this night. And we, we actually finally learn that it wasn't the where to go about how to go about making a Horcrux. And it's this big old black book that they found and had, had all these you know, instructions about, about how to do this. So the piece of soul that was in Harry, it Dumbledore says that yeah. it's because of Voldemort had ripped his soul so many times it was so unstable that it just kind of happened happened on, on its own accord. And Went that's not like any, any other previous Horcrux was, was that similar to. No. People have up been until Dumbledore like said you were a Horcrux, right. he might not I, wasn't even, I still wasn't convinced he could have been something else. Maybe it was just Dumbledore trying to m- r- make sense of it to Harry, but it's just so... Because they said that uh, living people are the opposite of Horcruxes. Yeah. Right. You know, we, we, we do, it's in there. What's the opposite right. of a Horcrux? It's a living person, because the Horcrux is the item yeah. that holds a soul in a person, and it's dependent upon the item, but the... But the, the soul is not dependent upon the body. So, I, I mean, like, if somebody, if, if somebody else was with 
Voldemort at Godric's Hollow, would they have also? Or did it only happen because... Because obviously, you break Voldemort open, you're going to have little shards of soul. I mean, he's killed so many people that... um, how come only one piece? Well, and if there was somebody else in the room, too, Dumbledore said that the piece of soul went to the only that other living sense. soul in the room, which, which was Harry. The soul latched on to Harry because he was the only other living soul in the room. And all, all the other horcruxes, though I still don't understand the Nagini being a horcrux thing, but not, none of the cup diaries, things like that, none of them have souls for Voldemort's soul to latch on to. So it's just it's a very unique situation. Call it the Horcrux on, on the same level as the other Horcruxes. I, I don't think is you know I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, my comment was just back to you when you're talking about Dumbledore being two faced and telling Snape that Harry just had to be sacrificed. Um, the way I took it was that when Harry was hit by Voldemort, that he died, and the only reason he was able to come back is because he sacrificed himself for everyone else. So if Dumbledore had told him that, you know, it's going to be okay, Harry, I think there's a possibility you can come back. He wouldn't have been sacrificing himself for someone else, so that would have eliminated the possibility of Harry surviving. So I don't know that he was sure that he would come back, but I think to preserve that hope, Harry had to do it as a completely selfless act for everyone else, not just for himself. It's not a sacrifice if you don't think you're going to die. If you you aren't sure, 100% sure that you're going to die, which is what she said about Lily's sacrifice. And Dumbledore also said that, you know, the thing that might have made all the difference in the world is that he just gave himself up to that, to, to Voldemort. He didn't attempt to do a fight, because I think if Harry attempted to duel and he lost, it'd be a whole different thing. But the fact that he, you know, essentially went to him unarmed, like Lily did, is, is the big difference in that equation. Because lots of people died, uh, you fighting. know, fighting to protect everybody, and they all died fighting. No one else did what Harry did and basically faced Voldemort without a fight in his mind. What do we think about Wormtail? I was so disappointed. Did we expect more of a grand standing in front of Harry? I did. Do you think Wormtail would have deserved something like that? No. I'm actually sort of happy about it, i got to say. Really? Yeah, because I feel like it was, a, it was a bit of mercy, and all we know is that he was indebted, so that's the, that's the flaw. He was indebted, he had a tiny bit of mercy, and it happened. I think that a big redemption for, for Wormtail, like John says, was more than he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I just, his, his hesitation, I don't think, was necessarily mercy. Because I, I think that it might have been hesitation and mercy enough, but I think it was you, say, Sue, someone said that maybe it was the hand had some sort of enchantment yeah. in it. It was yeah. like conditionary. If you yeah. go against me, this hand will turn against you pretty much. But I just didn't th- I see, I just did not believe that Pettigrew had any mercy in him, and that he just hesitated because he knew he was in a no-win situation. I did not find his redemption was in him. I didn't see that there was any concern or any... I just didn't I didn't believe that, and I just... So for me, Pettigrew, while dead, did not redeem himself. I'm sorry. Well, I just does, don't view he, that. But we we did see I'm his holding, hesitation elsewhere in book four yeah. when, he, when Voldemort's saying... You know, when he keeps saying to Voldemort that it can be done without the boy. It's like that little, like... I really, like it's like Draco. Seeing the trio, knowing it's them, and being like, uh, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it's them. It's not so much mercy or like doing a good act, but it's not, it's not having that vindictive, crazy cruelness that you need in those situations yeah. to. Yeah, but, but he only hesitated right after Harry reminded, reminded him that he owed him. So if there was a genuine, I, maybe it's just me applying the hope that there's goodness in people and that you know when you have that choice that you would instantly do it. But to me, he, if he wasn't willing to do it and until he was told, 
okay, you still owe me that, then that does not make him, you know, a good, good. I, I just don't. Well, I don't think he's redeemed. I don't think he's totally. I don't think he's redeemed. I think he's just. I think I just sort of like that. In the scope of the whole story now, I sort of like that ending for him better yeah. than him being the big thing that stands between Harry and death. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know? I did I kind of like the irony of him, like, dying in his own hand. At his own hand. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of The cool. one that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see your point. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask what your take on uh, the King Cross chapter, where you thought he was, mm. uh, given the fact that it... Dumbledore says it's your party, and he asks, is it all in his head? And But if it was all in his head, would he really be able to expound new information upon Harry if he didn't know it beforehand? Did Harry know it beforehand? It's just, it's, I don't think maybe he knew it. It's just, it's just one of those strange metaphysical things where it's like a near-death experience, maybe. That's how I read it. And it was like, because the, the thing that really is, you know, the wild card in that chapter is that you saw the crying little piece of Voldemort's soul right. in there too. And Harry's, you know, it's like, can we, can we do anything? And, and, you know, Dumbledore's telling him, like, no. So if it was all in Harry's head, I mean, if it was all something that Harry already knew, then he, it's hard to have an argument and have somebody, you know, tell you can't do something. I found this book to be that. I found that they were in a type of purgatory. I found this this book to be very religious. Maybe it's just my own thing, but I just I just saw this as a very religious scene. So that's why I think it was it was the afterlife. It was the unknown. It was. I mean, J.K. Rowling said we found out recently in 2000 that um, the reporter asked her about her her religion, and she okay. said that she couldn't really answer questions about her religion because if she went into too much depth, the educated reader, whether 10 or 60, would know what was coming in book seven. And this this scene, I mean, I think it's just it's hard, it's impossible to decide. I do think a lot of this Harry could have could have had in his own head and just had Dumbledore as the as the person relaying it to him because, like you said, he's inventing it in his own head. But seeing that bit of Voldemort, that naked child that is going to end up being Voldemort, you know, God, he said I've seen. And he even goes back. He even he even is telling. He told Voldemort right to his face. I've done what my mother did. Ding, ding, ding. Red light warning. This is what happened to you last yeah. time. I've done it. Remorse. Repent now. And he doesn't. And Voldemort still tells you, like, you know. But it's it's um. Well, yeah, that was a really buzzword too. Is the remorse? Remorse. When Ronnie was explaining about the Horcruxes and that the only way to you know com- combat these or to bring the Horcruxes back is for the person to feel remorse, to feel sorry about what he did. So it's like, is Harry trying to? You know, do two things at once here. Is that, I wonder if that weakened Voldemort at that point, too, to think that, uh, you know, if he could bring up some remorse in, in Voldemort, that it would partially destroy him. But it's like his plan was pretty much foolproof, though, at that point, anyhow. Harry, what did you think it was? I want to hear what you thought it was. Where did you, what think, did you that? think Where was it? You ask us, so I want to hear what you think. I actually agree with you. I think it was a form of purgatory. Yeah. I, I just, I was curious because of the fact that. There were two comments that were made in basically saying it's your party and it's in your head. Or he was asking, is it in my head? And I kind of, that's where the confusion set in because I was curious. I personally thought it was a form of purgatory, though. So when Dumbledore says there are things worse than death, I mean, it's it's like her saying, like, I believe not only in the afterlife, but in a heaven and a hell. Like, Harry almost doesn't want to go back because he's safe and warm. It's like he's in heaven, you know? But for the Vampire Slayer fans, we'll understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I just love the idea that. The- By the way, this is Jan who runs Anderson's Bookshops. It's amazing to us. 
I really love the idea that the answer to the question, does Harry die, is yes and no. Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> is Harry Horcrux? Yes and no. Oh. Like, yeah. it's, you know? I mean, he has, he has Dumbledore, you know, am I dead? And he's, he's like, no. <laughs> no. You really aren't. You're really not. <laughs> are, are you dead, Dumbledore? And he's like, oh, yes, I am. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, you're not dead. I like when Harry's like, well, have a guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, come on. <laughs> One more time. Uh, well, I just wanted to bring mention the point. They focus more on Dobby and Hedwig's death than anyone else in the in yeah, story. Yes. There's like know, Lupin and Tonks were just lying on the Brimson floor, Tonks. but then they spent chapters and chapters on Hedwig and Dobby. Dobby had a whole burial. Very important to the. But you know, I, we were talking about why Dobby had to die. Maybe it's because I'm a parent, or Hedwig did, had to die. Maybe it's because I'm a parent, but the, to, there's a lot of younger children that read these books. I mean, and you, when you're growing up, a loss of a pet is often the most traumatic thing, first traumatic loss you have. And I just thought that that's why that was a good example, and I and it made me so sad. And but but then it helped kind of help me get ready for what was coming in this book. You know. Do you think that was helpful for the reader for this book? Yeah. Or you not them... about for Harry, obviously. Well, Harry already had lots of. Harry's already known, but I just thought she did that for the reader. Yeah, I know that I sounds that... odd as a writer. You know that she would normally consider that when you write a book. I would agree with but that. I just think that she had to have been aware of this. Ter- you know, the enormous amounts of her research and. This was a terrible book in terms of loss. Oh, gosh. So much death. I mean, she warned us. She said it's a bloodbath, right? Yeah, but I mean... times. But when you face death like that and you face war like that in in such a personal manner, there's no... You can't but help but lose people you love. Well, speaking of things for the reader, how about that epilogue? Oh, yeah. yeah. People didn't like it. It's incomplete. It's cheesy. But you know what? Epilogues are cheesy. Like, epilogues are historically cheesy and i just i keep saying this i feel like it's been seven books of hell for this person for the reader and finally she's like okay fine let's all just indulge and and have a little love and kissing and kids yeah. you know it's just an interesting place to 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 have it 19 years later none of us still have quite figured that part out but it's like why not show one of their weddings or yeah so see their born. Kids. but this here i think it's just, i mean it's because you know it just brings everything full circle. Like the biggest, one of the biggest moments going into Harry's world is getting on the platform for the first time in Sorcerer's Stone. Sure. So to, you know, to end it where we basically go into the magical world for the first time is a nice, is a nice circle. Full there. circle, and, and yeah, they were married. I mean, how can you not? Just be happy yeah. about that. That's well, I like that she's sort of like putting some debate to rest. Like, yeah. look, they got married, they're happy, they have kids. Because yeah. otherwise it would have been like, yes, they're together at the end of the books, but then they got divorced and, yeah. you know. No. <laughs> Don't you know? You, you, <laughs> you, know? you heard in the, in the wedding with... Uh, with with floors that that's not, but I don't pronounce you man and wife. I pronounce you bonded for life. That was, was a pretty intense magical wedding there. Yeah. But this is all this is all like recall. Like I'm looking back at it, and this is all like recall from the first book. I mean, Lily's crying that she wants to go to Hogwarts, just like Ginny. Yeah. You know, somebody's worried that they'll be in Slytherin, just like Hermione. You know, somebody's snogging. It's all all the other the other plain uh, train chapters is like we saw. Percy and Penelope were all snogging, and people they were making being made fun of. It's like all things coming back. I really okay. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if there were any <laughs> loose ends that you thought were yes. fixed. Like for me, it was the veil. Were there any that you'd yeah. like to know about that you didn't hear? I wanted to know what Dudley saw when the, the- Dementors came. Well, more than that, just what what became of the Dursleys? Oh the yeah, they were just hanging point. out with Delius Diggle. They're not going to live there for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I would like to. I would have liked to see maybe you know. 
Maybe maybe Dudley went with Harry to nine and three quarters with no. his kids or something. No, because yeah, they were starting a friendship at that point. When they said goodbye, yeah. they shook hands. It was. But they probably are in touch. You know, like I I know there's going to be a lot of fan fiction. Probably you know? for everything. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't know. Now that I know that they didn't have a larger story, that they really, I mean, yeah, the larger thing about Petunia was her past. It wasn't anything she was doing now. I want to know about the the other letters that her and Dumbledore I to know wrote. Her, right. If it's, it's, I'm sure he's not saying like, oh, that first letter I wrote you when you were ten, and that one that you know, like I, I, I want to know that story. We had a lot of like little nitpick questions, like yeah. who is the character that would learn magic later in life? Yeah. If there's magic later in life. Ted Tong. Ted Was it Ted? He's a squib. He's a muggle. That's right. Yeah, he was muggle born, and then he healed Harry's ribs and. Tooth and it was the Ted Tonks after all this time. What? This character we've all been obsessing about. Did she really, Ted Tonks. Did she really, really say? Did she really say that it was someone who had never done magic before? I think no. it's just she said that somebody Managed will do magic later in life, and I think no. that's Aberforth. I think she said somebody manages magic in desperate circumstances, but that's rare in the in the story in the story I'm yeah. writing about. In yeah. desperate circumstances. Yeah, the, so Ariana, then maybe as what? Ariana. I was thinking about Ariana, but Ariana, I gotta ask you guys what you think happened to her when the Muggles attacked her. Or her, the mom. Or what? Kendra. What do you think? What do you guys think happened to Ariana? Actually, happened. She's some the, the worst possible. It sounded like the Muggles. It sounded a little like uh, she was abused. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, like she was a bit abused. Yeah, by those. Yeah. And she went crazy, which is interesting because you'd think that that would make Dumbledore hate Muggles forever. Yeah. And yet it didn't. And yet it showed his. We're going to salvage Dumbledore's reputation right here. <laughs> I agree with you about the veil. I wanted to know more about that veil thing. I still... And they were like, oh, well, it's about that. Well, yeah, obviously, but not everything that we apply in our world, logic applies to what Drow's standards are in her world. And so I, I, I would have liked to have known about I would have liked to see, it, to see the love room, but then again, we don't need to. We know it's the love room, and we could have just chucked Voldemort in there and locked the door. <laughs> that would have been it. And there was no time turners in this book, were there? They're all destroyed at the ministry. Time Turner theory. Oh, bummer. Oh, that was such a great theory, though, too. Yeah, a lot of holes, though. Yeah. We yeah. still didn't learn enough, though, about those 24 hours. That's another Nothing. The missing yeah. 24 hours. Nothing. No. Who was in Godric's Hollow? Oh, don't there? worry. We'll that be sending Joe some questions. There. I don't no. think anybody was there now either. No, I, you know what? I still do think that there were people there, but I think it's ultimately immaterial to the story, to this story right now. Well, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. around the area know. in that night. You know, I don't think, like, in the in the house. So, okay, I had another question. Well, the slave came point. back to Dumbledore and knew what happened. Right, he knew what happened. Like, so almost maybe, immediately. I mean, Dumbledore probably went Snape. down there and, and investigated, no. you know? But still, it doesn't explain why McGonagall waited that whole day. There she says, a little cat, waiting, um, watching the muggles. How much do you guys love McGonagall with the desks? Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, I love her. I thought it was so cool that all the teachers... Who Harry hasn't seen in the whole year. All Harry's got to say is, I'm doing Dumbledore's orders right now. Uh-huh. But okay, we're, here, we're with you. Here we go. We're going to. Yeah. I mean, they, right. put, they put up with the whole year with the Caros and Ugh. Snape and everybody. They put Ugh. up with everything. But as soon as Harry says it's time, they're all right there. They're there. They're right. Like, like he runs down the hall and they see him. Like, it's Harry. It's Harry. And then you can feel the excitement building. And then, like, Pansy tries to hand him over and they all stand with their wands like, raised. Against her. Like, come on, just no. I mean, or the even, graffiti. It was, yes, yeah. it was awesome. The graffiti at Roderick's Hollow. Yeah. Harry, we're with you. It just like reminded you that we're with them and it's really intense and they're sleeping in caves and 
playing Lord of the Rings out there. And then, it's true. You know, but there is a whole world dependent yeah. upon, and Potter Watch. Well, I was, uh... Potter Watch. We, 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 got, we got to the part where uh, they go through the little tunnel in the portrait. Yeah. And they get there, and they, the room requirement, and they got, like, hammocks set up. And yeah. uh, Bree's line was that, um, it's like, oh, this is like, they're like the Lost Boys or something. Yeah. They're all just hanging out. You know, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the room. That's Can so I say this funny. line? I just love this. We did it. We bashed them. We potties the one. And Boldy's gone, Boldy, so now let's have fun. I love Pease. Yeah. so rocking. I just so love I'm, it. I'm fairly certain that Pease was quite not as melodic as Sue. Oh, well. But I prefer Sue's version. Yeah. I mean, but it's so cool how they all can get, I mean, even Oliver Wood, I saw his yeah. name popped up. Yeah. You know? The, the battle was like, let's have everybody we remember come back yeah. to Hogwarts yes, right now. Yeah. It was great. That was so cool. Percy is Percy. I was a fool. And it, just was, it was so great. And, and then the Weasleys do exactly what you expect them to do. They say, oh, well, yeah. okay, welcome back. You know, like. I still contend, like many of you, that he was a reprieve. Percy gave. was? Percy, Percy was. might have been the reprieve. Yeah. I still think it's Draco. I, just I think didn't Draco think was Draco. too intertwined in the plot with the wands to be something at the last minute she decided. Maybe it was Luna, though, being Luna being held captive, because I could see that being just... I always Luna. thought that she was going to die. Yeah, but Luna, they get to jail, and is Luna affected? No, she's like, oh, I didn't want you to get arrested. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, What was the purpose hilarious Luna line? Uh, she says... Um, she's so awesome. Uh, when they stun or do whatever to the Caro and the Ravenclaws come down oh, right. and they're all like around them and happy and they're like, oh, they're pleased. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, they wouldn't be pleased. Awesome. Oh, I, I love that. Oh, and the best is like the, the knocker when you to go into Ravenclaw Tower. Yes. And, she, and Luna's like, well, naturally, you learn this way. Like, oh. yeah. Those questions are so, you know, yeah, they're awesome. Those poor Ravenclaws, when you're at 10 and 11 trying to answer those questions to get yeah, in, awesome. you can imagine you could always find the Ravenclaw Tower because there's a bunch of little kids outside trying to get in. <laughs> can, can I say this too about Luna? Her family, her house. You know that movie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Did you ever see that movie? Yes. And that reminded me of, like, the mad professor's house that he lived in. So when you went to the Zeno's house, or whatever his name was, that was just really wacky. All the different, like, like wax burnt things. And just, what, and what? About, how about that portrait on her wall or ceiling, whatever uh, it was? Still just... Do you love her? Put the Luna's room. Oh, yeah, the friends. I just oh my love gosh. that house. I can't, I can't wait to... <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. <laughs> Can we do it? Uh, who was like jumping for joy when Voldemort's world was crashing down upon him, but he was still arrogant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but what about Harry? Like, bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Harry. No. He was and he, Riddle. Called riddle. Him riddle. He called him Tom <laughs> Riddle. Yeah. Oh, I love it. He's like, look, I've look, I, I died, okay? This, you, you don't scare me. <laughs> you know? I, was I was wondering what you thought about the fact that Harry got the original snitch and, and what that was supposed oh, to mean wow. and all that stuff and the encasing and the, the verbiage on it. It just it hit he me. makes it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was odd. And I, I want to read the, uh, the Quidditch book or whatever book it was where we learned more about snitches and things. Cause I didn't remember the flesh memory thing, I don't think, until I I, I, that was I, new. I saw it again. Flesh memory was new. I thought yeah. it was in like the Quidditch book throughout the Oh, maybe. See, maybe. I, I had problems with those, those, those things, though, because I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. It was just like the things, the objects that Gladriel gives out. And so the light putter out was like the vile 
if you parallel that and dump and Ron use that in darkness, but, may the light give you in darkness. And so that was kind of, for me, I just instantly flashed on that. But I like the unique nature that it came at the close yeah. when he used that, I'm at the very end of my life. And he chose think, to open that. Oh. That was just. I think oh. the flesh memory thing, it makes sense for the snitch, though. Because if, it it's, a, if it's a sporting thing, well, you need to know who touched it. First. So if that's why, you know, because yeah. it's not, it's his natural use. But that was something important to his life. That was a joy, a thing of joy to him. You know, that, that moments when he was flying and playing Quidditch. That was just, so that was kind of really, kind of moving. I want moving. to know what Harry's doing now. I want to know. Yeah, good point. I kind of want to know what Harry was doing between six and seven where he suddenly got so awesome at magic. Hey, here's my question. Is it 19 years later? I mean, jeez, he learned, he, got, he knew Wait, so he's, many spells. He's, well, Hermione, he's we're nearly nice. Oh, Hermione he's nearly, he's nearly 18 at the end of the books. 19 years later, he's 37. So maybe it's because it's 2007, and that's why it's 19 years later. Is that what it is? Maybe. Oh, you solved it. I bet now. that's great. September 1st. It's like a little bit in the future. September 1st. Oh, it's later, isn't it? No. He was born in 1980, he's been 37. Well, I liked it for a minute there, didn't I? Because wasn't it 17 years, though, she worked on it? It was 17 years she's worked on this whole thing, right? Yeah. Between the process of getting to publish and everything. Was that how long it's been? I mean, not that the books have been out 10 years, but her process. Was it 17 yeah. or 19? Was it 17? I mean, she actually put the dates of James and Lily's deaths, births and deaths in here. Thank you. You can hear Steve, you can hear Steve Van Der Ark jumping for joy when he sees the death. Yeah. Steve Van Der Ark, by the way, runs the Harry Potter lexicon, which I'm sure most of you know. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. been obsessed about that 1981. I mean, that's been like his number one question of all time. What when year did was they, it? You know, it was nice. It was really nice. <gasps> the Battle of Hogwarts. So good. God. You know, you saw it start. It was like, this so is it. Awesome. This is it. And you're like picking up the pages to see like, okay, help. This is. And we, we figured out. Somebody, who said this? Who said this to us? At, 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 I think it was, I think it was Sarah. Uh, from Leaky, somebody from Leaky said to us, from when they go to, from when they wake up and go to Gringotts that day to the end of the book is one day. Yeah. It is one day. I'd be exhausted if I were those guys. That is, this I need a nap. is one day of story. Do you believe it? Check it out. I was wondering what you thought about the names of Ron and Hermione's kids. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, Albus Severs Potter. No, Ron Hermione. Ron Hermione. Lillian, Lillian, uh, Rose and Hugo. Hugo. We talked Hugo. about Hugo. I don't know where Hugo came from. Is there any other Hugos? Well, no. There's not many other Severses either. Well, no, but I'm just trying to. This, who, who are they naming Hugo after? Ro- I don't know about Rose either. Um, I don't know. Maybe she just. Somebody said that why didn't they name somebody Fred? But I think that's pretty much for George to do. Yeah. That could be. Um, How maybe sad was it with Hermione's parents that she? Yeah, oh my gosh. She modified their memories. so they didn't even know they had a daughter. God, that's. But she sent him to like where'd she send him to like Australia? 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 That's right. Yeah, someplace well, You know what I was confused about is that didn't so Hermione said that she confronted them pretty much to think that or whatever the heck, obliviate whatever it was. But then they get to the point where they're in Muggle and they're in you know Tattenham. Square, whatever the heck it was, and Tom they're Court like, Road. yeah, Tom Court Road, and they're like, you know, we should, you know, obliviate these, and, and like, anybody know how to do it? And she's like, well, I kind of know in theory, like she, and never, she never did done all it that before, to her parents. but she did all that to their parents before then. So, where is that? Don't you think, though? I I'm just think that shows that. that I think that really does show that Hermione is an extraordinary witch, and that she she could summon that within herself to yeah. do that to her parents. She's just. I mean, she learned how to do the order of the Phoenix Patronus communication thing. She's so thing. amazing. She knows more than those 
two boys put together. You know, yeah. I, and I really thought she kicked butt in this book. Absolutely. I just I thought oh. she was brilliant. And I've just been reminded how freaking great Hermione's purse. Yeah. 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 Oh, the portrait in the purse. You were she talking about. She puts Phineas Pockers. and yeah. in the purse. Like everything in the purse. Very Mary Poppins. Is people very Mary it. Poppins. You know, I got. I have to find that thing with the Oblivion because now you now you. Can we move on to the next? Um. I think my, my favorite thing in the book was Hermione um, also, but I think I love at the end of the at the end when Ron says thank God you have your mother, your mother's brains their intelligence I thought that was so funny, but um, I'm kind of I'm a little bit disappointed at the end of the book I think the book was I was I think it's because we were all holding so big expectations but there were so many little things that I expected to happen and yeah. it didn't happen and, but at the same time I don't think she could explain everything because I would still have questioned even if she did a three chapter at the end so but I think my biggest confusion confusion just the whole book it was the whole elder one and I, I'm still I read it already three times and I'm like what I, I don't get yeah. that whole Dumbledore had it and then he took it and then he killed Snape and and no. Grindelwald was supposed to be dead and then he was not dead. And, and <laughs> if, if the whole idea is that, the, is that Dumbledore was the rightful master of the Elder Wand, then how is the Draco thing true? No, 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 I get it. But at the end, like we just talked about in the beginning, he said that he, he is going to return it to its original place and if it, if, 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 you guys told me that it was Dumbledore's. I'm very confused. So wait, what are you confused about? He says that he's going to return the Elder Wand to its rightful whatever. And yeah. everybody told me... Harry has it now because Harry took the wand from Draco. Oh, okay. Okay. He says if I man. die a natural death. Okay. I'm very confused. Um, speaking of Draco, maybe it's my inner Slytherin that's saying this, but at the end of the book, they only they said Draco and his wife and... In the sixth book, they had made a small deal about Draco and Pansy being together on the train. And then this book, Pansy wasn't even there. And there was no, they didn't even mention a Parkinson at all. And I thought maybe. She she, she did. She got up and Harry over to Voldemort immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, thank you, Pansy. You'll be the first to be escorted out of the castle. (laughs) Thanks very much. Your prize, a seat on the Hogwarts Express. No. Um, Pansy. I don't think that's his wife. I, she would have said it was Pansy because his wife was nearby. Why wouldn't she just say Pansy? Yeah. Because you know? she wanted everybody who liked Drakewood to be able to pretend it was them who was married to Draco. <laughs> I don't even name anybody. No. I do like that little curt nod they gave each other. At the, at, yeah. You know? It's like, I, yes, I still hate your guts. Can, can I say this? I, about the, I, I really dislike that epilogue. I just thought it was hokey, but I thought it was like her earliest writing, and I can tell that she's a grouse as a writer, but the one line that I liked was that his, I named him Severus and he was the bravest man I ever yes. knew. Oh, I love that line. That's just what made me go, whoa. He even says it's a Because he acknowledged too. it because he didn't, yeah, you know. I mean, we never knew how he reacted to that whole thing after he yeah. read the tale and I didn't know how Harry felt. So when I read that, I got that Harry... Well, he talked to Dumbledore. Well... Not Dumbledore, but he talked to Voldemort about how Snape was never on your side. Yeah, but that doesn't express Harry's emotions, his thoughts no. about... I mean, because you often oh, hear how, how much he hated Snape, he loathed him, whatever, and then here he's saying this yeah. high praise, and he's, so much that he's named his own son yeah. after him, and I just... And that's that a was. huge pill to swallow, all those memories. Yeah. And he reads that right away. I mean, it's yeah. tough that he had to digest in one, that one day. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, it's yeah. a wonder... He had a level head at any point in time yeah. that evening. Yeah. Just unreal. Does it, well, am I wrong, but didn't, didn't Harry say to Voldemort that Snape was brave? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, that, yeah. but that doesn't say how I think that he was brave or I, I here's a man I've hated all this time. I just wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear yeah. Harry's inner thoughts or something yeah. on that. Yeah. Okay, so we well, can... why did Harry name his son Albus Severus? Because he never really liked Severus Snape, so why would he name his son's middle name Severus? Well, it's just a tribute because right. of what Harry realized Snape did for him all along and how he was protecting him. And right. Now, I, I don't know if, if Snape probably didn't intend to die throughout this whole thing. He kept trying let me go get the boy. Let me go get Potter. Let me get out of here. He needed to yes. deliver that message. And because the whole timing of that was, Dumbledore said, you know, if, Her- if uh, Voldemort ever stops sending Nagini out on, on missions and ever tries to protect her, that's the time where you need to tell Harry these things. And if, if Snape was probably able to get out of that situation, he probably didn't have to tell Harry through the memories. He could have had a conversation here's, with here's him. Here's my question about that. We know that when you look in the pensive, as Joe said, it's a full memory. So Snape, all, all Snape had to do was give him that one memory where Harry could learn that he was a Horcrux, but, or whatever he was. Was Snape trying to just, like, why did Snape care that Harry knew that he was okay, that he was on his side? You know, Snape never did before, but in that last moment, he, he did. He wanted Harry to know. Because yeah. he cared Interesting. It's probably just everything he could pump out there all at once, but, I mean, no, I think he's storytelling had that, he's had that wise, it's for, it's for us. Yeah. I understand that, but she's, she can do it any way she wants, and she's very specific How about other doing things certain ways. Done it, though? I'm not Jackie Rowling. Oh, I know, but... I mean, we Many don't... other ways. We could have found out Snape's tale from a memory in Dumbledore's pensive that Harry stumbles across. You know, like, you know, it's, it's not necessary there. Any, yeah. You know, like anything. The only two people that could have described the relationship between Snape and Lily were Snape or Lily. Or a memory. Any more in... Lily's. Or Lily's memories. Or a memory in the pensive that Dumbledore might have had. Right. You know, like there's no... From right. Snape! But it's Dumbledore's pensive. It's not Snape's pensive. Because we've only seen Dumbledore's memories in Dumbledore's well, pensive. When Snape you dump uses... other memories in it, yeah. yeah. but Snape dumped his memories in the, that yeah. pensive, right? Other, when they're doing awkward memories, right? Yeah, but they're not stored in there. The point is, you can ha- there are a million ways to, to tell anything, and I just find it really interesting that Snape gave that to Harry, you know? Okay, going back to the person who did magic under, like, desperate circumstances, I think that might have been Ron opening the Chamber of Secrets by speaking Parseltongue. But they were specifically talking about squibs oh. yeah. and muggles. Oh. How did you think about it, Ron being able to use Parseltongue? Oh, that was weird. Pretty random. It's a mimic. Yeah. It's a mimic. Yeah. Just like mimicking French, yeah. you know? I think part of the reason Snape chose to show him all those memories was if he, I mean, he knew how Harry felt about him. And if he was just to say that, Harry might not have taken it as seriously. Like, he really needed to trust Snape. And I think by showing him how much Snape loved his mom and stuff, I think that earned Harry's trust a little bit more and put it into context rather than just saying, trust me. It's really touching. It's really, I I think that Snape... You know, certainly didn't care so much for Potter as much as he did the fact that it was Lily's son. But all the times where, especially when Harry calls him a coward and how oh, much oh that got God. to him. Think about the difference. Yeah. He's the bravest man I ever knew. And in, at the end of six, he's calling him a coward. So, I mean, if, if Snape didn't care a little bit about what Harry's opinion was, he wouldn't have exploded at him for what being was called a coward. So in his last moments, to justify everything to Harry as an opportunity, I would think he would take. Those are some pretty seriously seriously private and embarrassing thing. Lily telling him, why are you becoming a Death Eater? You know, I know I, I know what you're doing. It's evil. You know, like that's But he's impressive. dying. I mean, it's... No, he's dying. 
No, it's still do we know? Do we know if Snape had control of those memories that he gave to Harry, or did they just come out because those were the most important or significant memories mm-hmm. in his head, and that's why Harry had access to those really private thoughts of his? It's a convenient. It's a convenient amalgamation of memories, right? I sort of. I sort of feel like he had it ready to go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Very like a little trial pack, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Harry reveal pack. Here we go. Press the button. Yeah. Yeah. Out comes the memory. Yeah. It's awesome. I was going to go back to the Hermione not knowing how to obliviate. Um, it says she says that she can lift the enchantment on her parents, whatever she's put on. But like Lockhart, um, we weren't able. Like the hospital wasn't able to fix his memory when he got obliviated. So maybe they're two separate charms, and she's never actually done obliviate. Is obliviate and modifying memory different? I don't know. Well, the confundus charm is different than the oblivion. But didn't she say she specifically say I've mod- I've modified their memories? Yeah. Right. Wipe obliviates wiping. Right. 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 Yeah, that's different. I just think there were a lot of interesting language moments in the book, like on J.K. Rowling's website. She says, please don't call Voldemort by the name of Voldy. That's disrespectful. And then she's like, oh, let's have Peeves call him Voldy in a song. And I just found that funny. And then also some of her language, like how she describes things, like Snape jumps out the window and McGonagall points to the Snape-shaped hole. She calls it that. I like that. That was hilarious. Snape-shaped hole. Yeah. Then he turns into a bat. Yeah. Um, there's also um, the Voldy thing she was joking on her website I think she's yeah. saying like everybody's calling him Voldy and it's all very cute but you've forgotten like Voldemort like god <laughs> that's Snape it turns into a bat yeah. that was bat brilliant Snape. bat Snape bat da 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 bat Snape I think, so. I think Joe <laughs> put that in honestly for the fans because we've all but then they mentioned though all along you know his cloak billowing like a big black bat you know I mean that's all been all the way through from yeah, what was the line about Snape that. learning a trick or two from his from his master? Yeah, because he can fly. So he's learned fly? to fly. Did he say it looked like a bat, or did he was like a bat, or just looked like a bat? It was like a bat shape and the distance or something. Ginny, yeah. I think Ginny observed that. Or he somebody. can fly with it just like Voldemort, and and the whole night we were going. Did Blue get hers too? Because she's been waiting the whole. I think that they. The going overboard that they did in the Order of the Phoenix film, where all of the Order of Death Eaters could fly around and hover as smoke creatures, is going to come out to bite them now. That it's a huge deal that Voldemort can do this, but hey, they did it. Every one of them did it in Order of the Phoenix. Right. But well, I'm sure they'll figure out a different way. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I was wondering what you thought about Snape's Patronus being the doe, like Lily's. Being the what? The doe. Oh. Do you think when Lily was an animagus mm-hmm. doe? Or just Lily's Patronus was also. Oh. Lily's Patronus was a doe, mm-hmm. which makes sense because well, it's a stag, a stag and a doe. They belong together. But James Patronus wasn't a stag, was it? We don't no. know. Prongs. James was a stag. Was wasn't he? Oh, James Prongs. was a stag. Yes, so James Patronus. I'm so confused. I, I think maybe <laughs> Lily was an animagus. I, yeah, I didn't think Aunt Lily was an animagus, so. but I, Patronus was. Yeah, I don't think she was. I, I wanted to say, back to the whole, why did Snape um, share all of those memories with Harry as opposed to just the one saying that he was a horcrux? Um, I think that maybe it was all about redemption for himself and trying to clear his con- conscience with Lily. And, you know, he is, there's no way for him to go and say to Lily, look at all the things that I did for you. I know that I hurt you. I think that, you know, looking into Harry's eyes and sharing these memories was his last hope of clearing himself more in Lily's name than in anybody, you know. I don't think he probably gave a rat's what but, yeah. Harry thought yeah. about him. Give I think it was 
yeah, his him clearing his yeah. conscience with Lily. Oh, that's a good point. So sad. It you know, is I'm just sad. thinking about now when Snape Snape's way to prove to Dumbledore that he still loved Lily was to do his Patronus, and it was a doe, and it was all Dumbledore needed to see to be like, really, still. Yeah. But Dumbledore didn't know that the Marauders were animaguses. Right. So if Lily was an animagus doe or something, but that would make sense. But how would Dumbledore know? Was it the? It wasn't for the Patronus. It was that he still knew that that that, that Snape was still. Snape. It could also Dumbledore Lily's remembered Patronus. Lily's Patronus. It was Lily's Patronus. <laughs> God, all these animals. I'm sorry. Wait. It was Lily's Patronus. But why does no, Dumbledore wait. remember what Lily's Patronus? But is? No. Snape's Patronus is a doe, right? It's yeah. the same as Lily's, and that's Snape. Are you talking about in the woods that was cast, or what? I'm kind of I missed. But which. I thought that Dumbledore just trusted him because he knew that Snape was in love with her. Right. And it's not that he I saw know. his Patronus. It was, it was very. Uh, yeah, I think this. I think that. Maybe I skipped it. Did Dumbledore say that he saw? He did it right in front of Dumbledore. When? He's like, not, not still, oh, you know. I'm confused. Oh, I'm so confused. Hold on. What, what the hell chapter was it? The no unbreakable vow, 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 I'd like to point out. The prince's toe. Let's do the next question in the meantime. Yeah. I have actually a sort of unrelated question, but I don't know if I totally missed it. Wasn't the book supposed to be 784 pages long? Well, seven, okay, this is the explanation of that. Okay. This right here is 784 pages. Books are printed in multiples of four, I'm, so I'm sure Jan knows, um, because they're basically two sheets folded, and they're packets. And the Harry Potter books, and specifically, if you if you look, you'll see the little packets. They're 16 pages each. And 784 is a multiple of 16. So the page count's always going to be a multiple of 16, and they never told us how many pages of story. So that's like title page, chapter, you know, colophon, you know, like all, all those things. Yeah, that, that happened before, and there was like, oh, we're missing 30 we're missing pages, pages or, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? But who else had these barcodes? Look at the young lady in the back row back Here, there. Honey. What could she have? Oh, that's Sarah. She works on Lovely the camera. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. The, the reason I believe that Dumbledore would have understood the doe Patronus coming from Snape is because we saw McGonagall send three cats with messages as Patronuses. And so Lily had been in the order the first yeah. Voldemort war, and so Dumbledore... I assume would have seen Lily sending messages to him or other people in the order using her Patronus dough. Yeah. How about the talking Patronuses? Awesome. And was McGonagall's Patronus three cats, or is she just able? She's so much of an awesome lady because she can do three Patronuses at once. Oh, I think three Patronuses at once. She did. She did. Yeah. She sent three cats. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. yeah. It was three at once? Yeah, That's some awesome. I wonder if she has like a special, when you become like head of house, you have like a special Patronus like pass. That you can do that, you know? Because that's just seems really... Shackable to the lynx. Yeah. yeah. That's like... Makes sense. What is a lynx? It's a, a weird looking cat. It's in the chapter oh, art actually. Yeah. Right in the center of the, well, the here's, wedding. Here's this line here. Oh, okay. What says, page? Um, so we can all uh, follow. It's page 687. Okay. And uh, Snape's like, you know, I've spied for you and lied for you, put myself in more danger for you. Everything was supposed to be to keep Lily Potter's son safe. Now you tell me that you've been raising him like a pig for slaughter. And then, well, but this is touching, Severus, says Dumbledore seriously. Have you grown to care for the boy after all? Uh... For him, shouted Snape, expecto patronum. From the tip of his wand first a silver doe. She landed on the office floor, found it across the office, soared out of the window. Dumbledore watched her fly away. And as her silvery glow faded, he turned to Snape. His eyes, and his eyes were full of tears. After all this time, always. Oh my God! 
I said the day before this book came out, somebody asked in the chat, and I said that I didn't, I wasn't sure that I bought that Snape was capable of true love, but I told, I mean, she did it. It's not, it's not fake or cheap at all. It's totally. No. Oh god. <laughs> I don't want to like Severus Snape. No. It's not fair. All right, we have about time for what, like five to ten more minutes. So make some good. Um, this is kind good. of unrelated, but I was wondering how you felt about Harry successfully using unforgivable curses. He didn't. He didn't use the big one, and I was happy about no, that. Me too. Yeah. He used Imperio. I know, and I think I was Crucio okay with Imperio. Too. I was okay Crucio. with Imperio, and and a lot of times, I think a lot of it has to do with intent. And he, I know, and I know he crucioed, but he was defending Luna himself Crucio. and others. Who did he crucio? I forgot. Wasn't it somebody just random? Hera, Hera, Caro's guy. Oh, that yeah. guy had it coming. Well, he spit McGonagall's face. <laughs> Yeah. Ridiculous. I no. love it that that's what did it. <laughs> McGonagall's like touching and gallant, but you just gave me your position because I've been insulted, which is. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get into the deep, you know, like an ethical discussion of whether you can have a strict line, you know, what is right and wrong, and in cases of certain extreme, you have to. Yeah. But I just think that that was a choice, and he had no choice. He had to do it. I was always annoyed with all the people that said, Harry can't do unforgivable curses. The Order can't do them because those are what the bad guys do. Then it's like, okay, well, give us something the good guys can do. And the Order can't or shut up. Because it's just a law. It's just the ministry saying the you ministry. can't use the, the things. And yeah. But I love that he didn't use AK to kill Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Armist. I know. <laughs> John's uh, always so annoyed that he, he thinks that Armist is the only... And we, I think you even said, what's he going to do? He's going to see Voldemort dance, he's going to go Expelliarmus, and it's exactly yeah. what he did. <laughs> pretty great. Do we I all understand exactly that. what happens when, they're, when they finally shoot the spells at each other? Well, because when I read it first, I thought, okay, did the spells meet and rebound off each other, you know, like this? Or did they go through each other and hit each other and then come back? They rebounded. Yeah. So did AK ever hit Harry and come back, or did it just it reflected. hit Harry's spell and come back? I think it reflected. Voldemort. Maybe only Harry's worked because the Expelliarmus worked. Right. The Expelliarmus came and Harry got the wand. <laughs> but it, his own spell. Voldemort's spell hit the Expelliarmus and it and rebounded back and came onto him, and he died so by his own all, hand. So all of the, all the spells actually hit Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because it, that that. That should be the... She's going to have to explain I this. I think it's the Elder Wand thing. It's because the Elder Wand is enchanted to never lose. So if, you know, Harry does bat bogey hex and, and Voldemort goes AK, you know, the Elder Wand can't lose. So Voldemort's the one that's going to take the AK. But he's not using the Elder Wand. He was using Harry Draco's was using wand. the Elder Wand. I was wand. using Draco's Wand. Draco's Wand was the Elder Wand. He was using Draco's Wand. I thought he was using the Blackthorn Wand. I'm so confused. Right, right. So where was the Elder Wand? The Elder Wand, Dumbledore had it all the way up until the, the lightning struck tower when he was disarmed by Draco. Well, right, because Voldemort's using the Elder Wand. So, but the Elder Wand's like, oh, no, 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 yeah. not a chance. Right, that makes exactly. more sense then. I don't think Voldemort was using the Elder Wand, though, because it yeah, never yeah, worked. Yeah, it was. Voldemort was all confused about why it wasn't working properly. Draco, and, and that's, why he, that's why he killed Snape. Because he, the- yeah. he was mad that it wasn't working. But... Did it ever end up? I don't think it ever ended up working for him. Because no, it didn't. No, because no. he had the flaw. Because he said it was Draco. Draco was Draco, the person that defeated Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the the Elder Wand was never going to successfully AK. It couldn't be beaten. So the power so of the Elder Wand was transferred to Draco, to Harry, and then to Harry. Because Harry expelled so the armistice. Since the Lightning Struck Tower, the wand that they thought was the 
power of the Elder Wand never was the power of the Elder Wand. It was transferred to Draco's wand. No, the wand then belonged to Draco, but Draco didn't take it. It still was in... Uh, uh, it was over the, over the tower somewhere, yeah. wherever it was Expelliarmus after Draco hit, hit Dumbledore. But it's so, it's, so, ooh, it's so confusing. Like It sounds like we didn't read the book, but it's, <laughs> it's so... There's so many semantic... No. So wait, let's get this right now. Um, oh, okay. Voldemort's got the Elder Wand. Right. Harry's using Draco's wand. The Elder Wand at that moment is loyal to Draco. Still, no, Harry. 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 When did Harry get it from Draco? In the Malfoy's house. At the mansion. Thank you. Okay, that yeah. makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so, so the Elder Wand is like, no, there's no way I'm AKing my master. And right. Okay. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, forgive me if I missed something because I had somebody waiting patiently to read the book when I was done. Wasn't the flying car supposed to be instrumental? Another, not instrumental, but she said we'd see it again. Yeah. We didn't get to see oh, it. Oh, when they got to the Whomping Willow, I thought, okay, here's the car. I'm waiting for the car. Yeah. And pff, they were in the Willow. We were waiting for it in that last battle. Complain now. It wasn't there. Didn't you love, um, though, when, when, when Ron parroted back to... Ha- when Hermione parroted back to Ron, are you a, a awesome. wizard or not? Yeah. Because yeah. that's the line in the first book that, like, sold me on the whole series, when she said, are you a witch or not? And I fell off my chair laughing. Yeah. yeah. Back to the Patronus with Snape. Um, don't you think that he cast the silver doe because of unrequited love? Um, in book six, Tonks' um, Patronus has changed. Right. And everyone thought it was, you know, like, Padfoot after he had died, but it was really because um, Lupin wasn't going to, you know, be in love with her or date her and love her, and so her Patronus had changed to a werewolf. Where they said that love can change it, right? Right, so love can change it, and that's probably why. <laughs> Who knew how important that would be in seven? Oh, wow. Why don't we do three more questions? Yeah, that's good. Make them good. Pressure's on. No pressure. Know the book's better than we do. Not hard today. <laughs> Okay, just think about Snape's Patronus, and I have a question. But Harry says, Snape's Patronus was a doe, the same as my mother's, because he loved her for nearly all his life from the time when they were children. You should have realized he asked you to spare her life, didn't he? That was on page 740. That's when Harry uh, talks about the Patronus. But my question is, we know that uh, when headmasters die, they have their portrait in the office. Why didn't we see Snape's portrait in the office? Maybe it's... He did Maybe. die. At the end, at the end, the yes, very end. Yes, at the end, when he went into the office know. and all the people were cheering. That's a good cheering. question. Why wasn't Snape's portrait? Yeah. Is it Snape or I just thought, I saw Dumbledore, but I didn't, I didn't think I saw. There is two. We only look at it and it's only one. Oh, there is two. Well, there's two there's, portraits. There's two um, portraits, and I'm, I think the, one the, there's one on, on top that's, Dum- that's Dumbledore, and then there's one below it that I think is uh, I think behind, is I Snape. behind them was Dumbledore. There's right, a, well, behind and then... Yeah, if you got in the deluxe yeah. edition, there's an extra piece of artwork, and it's so beautiful. It's Harry, Ron, and Hermione in the Dumbledore's office, at the in headmaster's office at the end. Um, and there's two portraits, but I thought it was just some random guy, but probably it's, Snape. Uh, that would make sense that it would be Snape. But, but hey. You just met, it didn't specifically say Snape in the, no, the portraits were celebrating or whatever. Talking. Darn her not being sentimental in that moment. No, I'm just thinking about something here on page 743. <laughs> How do we know which one of them cast which spell? She, um, she put this in here very oddly. No, no. I mean, it goes flow sequentially. Harry. No, but, and they say later it was his curse that rebounded and killed yeah. him. Yeah. 
Voldemort was and dead. He heard. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, and Voldemort was dead, killed by his own rebounding okay. curse. Yeah. yeah. Spelliarmus killed Voldemort. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so great. But did Harry have to do a spell at all, I wonder? Probably wise. <laughs> I mean, he didn't just think that it was actually going to work, did it? He probably said, he probably figured any, any wand, any spell here is going to work, so. We have the Elder Wand. I just want to say, this is going a two different topic, but a funny thing that I just loved was that JKR finally put in a Snape shampoo joke. I know. She did! Like, it's in every fan fiction ever. There's one in the book. I I thought that was really great. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It was pretty great. I think Joe put a lot of nods to the fan in here, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, really That was really... Chased around the country with shampoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Just one real quick thing, and then how old was Ted Tonks when he was... Or the... Not Tonks, but... Ted Lupin, Remus, going 19. to school. He's not going to school. Oh. oh. And how, what did you think of Snape's death? Like him dying? I mean, was that... The fact of him dying or the method No, the way he died. he died. He was bit by the snake. I need your wand. You're dead. No, I, I thought it was interesting. We were actually just discussing this not too long ago. That that snake came over and he was encased... And I thought there was a deliberate reason why he was in case, like, maybe stop his whatever... Because his Snape is very powerful. So I thought he could have done some sort of wandless magic. Sure. And I often... And I was wondering, well, the, the, you, you were... She writes deliberately that jo, Snape is looking at the snake continually while he's talking to Voldemort. And even... I wonder if he was trying to try even to talk to Nagini. Probably worried, too. Well, yeah, but do you think he could be talking to her? I mean, I don't know if he's a parcel tongue or not, but Who? there was a Snape was kept looking at Nagini during that whole comp- a lot of that very much in the beginning. I of thought, that conversation. I thought it was a reason that he didn't have to look at Voldemort. Well, he was he was protecting her because it was the last Horcrux besides him, so he believed. Yeah. So he put it. He probably used the Elder Wand to make that bubble. Yeah, but but you know. why Voldemort did not choose? Right, that's what it was. They, they said when you see him start to protect Nagini, right. that's how you know. Maybe he was looking at the snake because he knew Harry was a Horcrux and he was trying to communicate with the snake in order to communicate with Harry. Maybe so. Because at that point he didn't know that if Harry was going to show up or if he was going to get to relay the message. I just thought instead of him deliberately killing, you know, I mean, because Voldemort's killed hundreds of people. Why he just didn't go, I know. Toast. What the heck? Like he, he did it in like a really painful way, too. And yeah. He, yeah. he didn't even watch him die. He left the room. Yeah, and he regretted. Yeah. And there's a, one line here, and I keep bringing out these stupid little lines, but there's so many. There's, it's a really, really long sentence. It's split by like four or five commas. But uh, it's this, you what know, page? I'll, I'll, page 743 again. The Harry saw Voldemort's green jet meet his own spell, saw the Elder Wand fly high, dark against the sunrise, spinning across the enchanted ceiling like the head of Nagini. And I'll get rid of those two, because that's just description. Harry saw the green jet meet his own spell, saw the Elder Wand fly high, spinning through the air towards the master it would not kill. Who had come to take full possession of it at last. Is it because the Elder Wand could not kill its own master, or is it just uh, this, this is conse- consequently saying that it wouldn't end up killing it because of some other thing? It, would, it is, won't kill its master. And it's an unbeatable wand. Yeah. So to kill its master is to, be, is to beat itself. So right. is that why the spell rebounded? That's probably why the spell rebounded. That makes sense. Because I don't think that, I mean, I think Harry's sacrifice works on everybody else, but I, I don't think that it, had, it would work on him as well. Would, it would have to hit him. It would have to hit him the way it did in book one. You know, it hit him and then rebounded. Yeah. And that it, would have, it would have to again hit, hit Harry. What would have happened if it did hit Harry? It wouldn't work. 
when it worked. That's what it's saying, because the spell, the wand cast the spell that against the person it would not kill. It's well, they say there's, there's, no, there's no blocking of Ada Kedavra or, or that they know of. But this is, nobody's yeah. heard of this wand, no, you know, so yeah. may, that is the one thing that could blonde it. It's, uh, block it. it's the one thing that fixes other wand. Yeah, because look at Harry's line here. It says, so it all comes down to this, doesn't it, whispers Harry. Does the wand in your hand know its last master was disarmed? Because if it does, I am the true master of the elder wand. So if Harry's saying, if the wand knows that I'm the master, that's what it comes down to. It's not going to kill me no matter what you do. He doesn't know. And Voldemort was stupid. And on that paragraph, Voldemort was dead, killed by his own rebounding curse. Yeah. Yay! Yay! All right, guys. Well, there is going to be much, 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 sickeningly much more of this on podcast.com oh, yes. in the coming weeks. Yeah. So and we of course, there's you. a big question and answer coming up with yeah. Joe. Yes, don't forget. A big forget. web chat. You can submit your questions. Yeah, We're going to put up a post so we can organize some questions on our site, too. But then eventually, she'll open up questions for her directly. Um, happens tomorrow. Well, her start- web chat? Yeah, no, the take the twenty three. They're starting. They take questions. Oh, okay. you, you can start submitting them early, and but the chat is until the thirtieth. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Anderson's Bookshop, so much. Thank you, guys. We've missed it. Toby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 